This is the OKC82 Podcast with Chisholm Holland and Brady Trantham on the Franchise Podcast Network. What's going on, OKC82 Podcast? Chisholm Holland, Brady Trantham, live for your Monday edition. A little later in the day than normal uh, because we have some big breaking news. The Thunder are going to be playing in the NBA in the 2019-2020 season. That is guaranteed. I was wondering if they're going to be relegated to the G League. Not so much. They're on the schedule. They're on the schedule. And from what I can tell, they are playing 82 games. And I'm not the best uh, counter. I'm not the best mathematician. But it looks like they're playing 82 games. And it looks like an even amount of home and away. 41 and 41. They don't play overseas. They don't play Mexico City, do they? See, that would throw the numbers off. Thank God. Throw the numbers off. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I haven't looked at it a whole lot. I assume that most Thunder fans, as like two or three years ago, they probably immediately do the, okay, they can win this game, they can lose this game, they'll win this game, they'll win this game. I don't know, 45, 52. Thunder fans probably like 63 wins. Uh, I don't know if that's happening anymore. No, um, you know, it's funny, and I actually forgot to tell you this before we went on, but um, last last year for the franchise on the website, I had after the schedule had come out, Madison and I actually this is probably around the anniversary of the OKC two podcast anyway. Happy anniversary! So yeah, I didn't get um, you anything. This was our this was our first show, Madison and I. We basically just kind of talked about the schedule, um, but also like that day or the day after, I put out like the t- the top ten games on the schedule, and I actually went back and read it um, the other day. Just to kind of get an idea of how silly it is to do stuff like this, because like, was I right? Was I off base? And I looked at all ten of those games, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn because but you're going to toot your own horn. But they were just generalized thoughts that probably everybody had. Those games really rang true to how that season played out. Like those those games against those particular teams, um, it really rung true. So what I'm trying to say is, as silly as it is to like, okay, an 82 game schedule just got released. Let's break it down. Like, that sounds silly, but you can get an idea of how a team can possibly go. The the problem that we're going to have, we have no idea who's going to play on this team. We have no idea how long players are going to be on this team. Um, We have no idea how good, bad, or terrible they're going to be. So even even normal things like, oh, they've got a back-to-back in January, uh, a home against Miami and Portland. Well, with some teams, you can say, well, that's a good spot. If you're going to play Portland, um, you don't want to have a back-to-back, but at least it's home. It's not a split but with this team it's really hard so i guess at the same time while i'm trying to say that there's it's not silly to do this with this team it kind of is yeah uh it's just a little bit different um i know there's some big marquee matchups that people are looking forward to is like russell westbrook's return paul george's return i don't know if people are excited about that um i don't think kevin durant's gonna wheelie his way here when brooklyn comes to town i won't rule it out i'll say it's unlikely (laughs) it's unlikely um they start the season off at Utah on a 7 p.m. game. Uh, if you're wondering where you're going to be watching that broadcast, I'm just going to go tell you the whole year you're going to be watching it on a local broadcast because there's only three national televised games. Yeah, the three, um, which is a far cry from the previous year. I think Royce Young had put out the tweet. Um, I think the Thunder were on 27 times. I think that's the number. And uh, obviously it makes a lot of sense. The Thunder don't have marquee players anymore. Um, they've got some good names. They've got a Chris Paul. Um, but the Thunder are not predicted to be anything spectacular this year, and the West is filled with teams that deserve to be on national TV a little bit more. They have three televised games. Off the top of my head, it's Russell's return to Oklahoma City. It's a random Denver um, in Oklahoma City game. Ooh, These, in Oklahoma City. Yeah. 
the first one, the Rockets game is on TNT. These next two are on ESPN, so the Nuggets game is on um, ESPN. And then even more random, the Thunder on the road against Milwaukee. And what did you say before we went on? What what are we all going to watch it's that towards game? towards the end of the year. Darius Baisley is going to be guarding Giannis and Tentacumpa. Yikes! It's going to be awesome. Yikes. It's going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be fun. Darius looks so good in his jersey that he posted on Twitter. Yeah. He did an under-the-leg pass, which I'm sure he could do in real life. That was on his basketball card. Oh, man. Which I didn't know people still collect those. I didn't know they were still making new ones. Like, I knew people collected old ones, but as far as, like, oh, I need to get the Darius Baisley rookie card. I didn't know that conversation existed. There's a fan out there that wants them. Yeah, I just didn't know know it was a thing. Yeah. No idea. Yeah, but obviously for local fans, like you said, you're going to be watching most of your games on... You know, FSOK or yep. whatever. Like, are they still going through this influx or whatever? Or of the merger between Disney and Fox and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit up in the air. So should we still call it FSOK or? I would still call it Fox Sports Oklahoma. Okay, all right. So yeah, if I assume the branding will stay the same. If you're in Oklahoma, you're gonna be watching most of those games. Michael Cage, there. shout out. <laughs> but if you're out of the market, and like I try to always brag and point out, we've got quite a few listeners overseas. You, the Thunder, are gonna be on NBA TV. I think seven, eight times, and that can always change. Those schedules are pretty flexible, um, depending on what the Thunder end up doing. But they're at least on nationally, some national, localized, international channel a handful of times this year. Sure, sure. Um, okay, uh, the one scheduling quirk that I actually like pointing out is the NBA is doing this weird thing where teams play each other in a row. Like the, last year, they played Dallas at Dallas, and then Dallas and Oklahoma City. They played Toronto at Toronto and Oklahoma City, and then Toronto in Toronto. It's, yeah. They did that four times last year, including San Antonio, and there was another one who I'm forgetting. Yeah, and I can't remember the other ones either. Um, this year, they're only doing it twice, and they're both very early in the year. They're playing at Los Angeles against the Lakers, and they're playing the Lakers at home. And then a week later, they're going to play at New Orleans and then come back home and play New Orleans at home. Outside of that, none of those weird like back-to-back. Back-to-back makes it sound like they're on sequential days. That's not what I mean. Back-to-back opponents uh, being the exact same. Yeah, uh, I, I saw Shams uh, earlier, and I was on the road up to the station. Apparently, the uh, don't the whole be on the road and be on Twitter. <laughs> the whole back to back thing, I guess, is at a historic low now with the league, not not just with the Thunder. You're saying but, playing games on like a Thursday and a Friday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, th- like that's happened, and again, I didn't really get a chance to go that deep into it because I was busy with some other things. But apparently, they're and it looks like that they have just by looking at these schedules. But the NBA is trying to move everything back like 15, 20 minutes. Did you see anything about that? Yeah, they're trying to push the times back. Yeah. Yeah. At least for, I don't know if it's for every game or if it's just for nationally televised games. It's basically for West Coast fans. Yeah. And uh, East Coast fans. And the Lakers and Golden State, like their 9 p.m. Central Time tip offs are way down this year. I think they went from like 27 last year to like 11 this year. Like they're basically always playing at a 7 p.m. tip off in Central Time. So that way people on the East Coast can see the teams on the West Coast. Hmm. But not Portland, because no one gets to watch Damian Lillard ever. <laughs> just Golden State and just the Lakers. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, from from your perspective, because you've done a ton of post-game shows for the franchise. I mean, don't don't you just enjoy those, you know, after the All-Star break when they played those Sunday afternoon games, don't you like getting the post-game done by like 6, 7 o'clock, and then you're free for the rest of the evening? Oh, it's the best. It is the absolute best. It is that, the absolute best, as opposed to like playing Sacramento at 9.30. <laughs> <laughs> and having to stay up for that. And being up here till 3 in the morning. And then especially covering this team where, like, the entire game, all oh, the Thunder are losing by 20. Well, this is going to be a really quick and easy po- Oh, here they come. Now I've got to think of something else to talk about. Now they lost by 6, and I have to try to pat everyone on the back. No more of that, though. <laughs> yeah. No more of that. Uh, 
41 home games, 41 road games all the way down the schedule. Uh, pretty predictable in a whole lot of different ways. Uh, Russ's return game, do you have to know that off the top of your head? Yeah, it's uh, January 9th, I believe. If I Yep, January 9th, TNT, Thursday night, uh, 8.30 tip-off. Russell Westbrook makes his return. But, of course, it's not the uh, first time the Thunder play the Rockets, I believe. No, they play them early in the year. They play at Houston, the fourth game of the year. Yeah, they play them really early on, so Thunder fans are going to have to... They'll have to, they'll have to bear that cross early. Yeah, reality's going to set in f- fairly quickly. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be a big game, um, just on NBA scale. It's going to be a big game locally, of course. It's going to be a chance for... Uh, and I was actually asked about this on the franchise players a few days ago, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Chisholm, because I basically described Russell's return as... Like, whatever you remember from Kevin Durant's return, I mean, this is kind of easy to say. It's going to be the absolute antithesis of that day where it might even go a little overboard that, you know, the team that you're rooting for is playing this guy and playing that team, but the cheering for that old player is going a little overboard. I really feel like that we're, we might be getting into discussions like that when January 9th rolls around. Yeah, I, I'm sure it will. Uh, I mean, Ennis Cantor. It's a rousing ovation. In the postseason, I am still shocked yeah. about that. Rousing ovation every time he's in Oklahoma City. So, I'm not going to rule anything out. Look, I, I get the love for Ennis Canner. I, I like covering Ennis Canner. He's fun. He's a fun guy to to connect with. And if he's on your team, you love him to death. And Thunder fans should love him. He was, he's been great to the market. He's been great for Oklahoma City. But you always hear these stories about how, like, um, Shaq or Tim Duncan, you know, like the old guard, they would, small little examples, during the regular season, they'll help their opponents up when they've knocked somebody down. In the postseason, they don't give a damn who's on the floor. It's like, you're not a friend. You're you're an enemy right now. And so to me, like having that in my head, just, you know, as, I, as I've played sports, as I've watched sports over the years, it was still a little odd to see Ennis Kanter get a rousing applause in the postseason when he was announced as a starter. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. And I think it's also going to be a weird dynamic, too, because in January, we might be on full-on tank. Like, we have no idea where the Thunder are going to be, so maybe, like, Russell Westbrook going off and just obliterating the Thunder will also be a good thing for this team simultaneously. It's like, okay, okay. It's, so it's going to be super awkward. It's going to make reality hit even even more so. It's like, okay, this is over. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, it'll be an interesting case for sure. Um, as far as the schedule goes, I don't know if anything else jumps out at you. I, again, like in the past, I would really break down, try to figure out like where are some, where are like the bad months, where are the good months. Are they do they need to stockpile wins early? Are they got a tough stretch down the? Not a whole lot of that matters anymore. Yeah, because again, we we have no idea what the overall trajectory and message of this team is going to be. Like we don't know how. Like we sit, we can sit here and say like all these little witty things about how well you know they're actually pretty dang talented and they can win X amount of games or. It's not really in their best interest to absolutely tank. But at the same time, they can have an idea of what they want to do, and then somebody can get hurt. Or somebody could just not be as good. Like Hamadou Diallo, could, Hamadou Diallo, Darius Baisley, maybe they haven't made the necessary leaps that the Thunder thought that they would need to make by the time the season rolls around. Sure. And then they're kind of left with what they got. So it's really hard to even just say... The Thunder by December should be here, and then they have X amount of home games in January. They only have one, two, three, four, five, six home games in January. So hopefully, if you're wanting this team to win as many games as possible, hopefully they've won a certain amount to give themselves the margin for error when they play a month with little 
to no home games. And then, I mean, just looking at the color coordination here, February is a good month home-wise. Uh, November is a good month home-wise. March is a disaster. March is a uh, nothing but red. Like yeah. the Thunder have sent a calendar color coordinated with the red being road games, blue being home. Do you think it's supposed to be yeah. the sunset color now that I'm thinking about oh, it? Oh, goodness. Here we go with their sunset. I'm not Call being, it orange. I'm being serious. <laughs> is, do you think that's supposed to be the sunset color? I kind of think that's supposed to be the sunset color. You know, I'm zooming in right now. It looks pretty sunsetty. Telling you what. <laughs> I like them. I like them staying on brand. Okay. Well, this team is going to be experienced to watch, but a lot of that's going to come down to the trade deadline and when we think things are going to happen. Yep. So the first portion of the schedule is going to matter a whole lot. So here we go. We're going to go month by month. I'm not going to break. We're not going to do every game. That's a disaster. <laughs> uh, but we're going to start off. I wanted to hold this accountable. Yeah, we're going to start <laughs> off with predictions. In October, at Utah, Washington at home, Golden State at home, at Houston, Portland at home. Five games. I love that 2.30 Sunday matchup <laughs> at home. That's going to be awesome. Against Golden State. Um, well, I mean, prediction-wise, I mean, I think the Thunder are going to be tougher the earlier you find them in the in the year. I think the later you play them, they're probably not going to be as talented. And that's simple. Chris Paul might not be on this team. He'll be on the team in October. You play them in January, he might not be there anymore. Sure. And and so it's stretch, five and oh. Yeah, so stretch that out to February. Um no, they're losing on the road to Utah. Um they could beat Washington. Washington stinks. Uh Golden State, they're gonna it I would I would prefer you play Golden State earlier in the year. Uh so let's say they're two and three. Two and three at the end of the first month. Congratulations, Oklahoma City. You're not the worst team in the NBA at that point, more than likely. <laughs> uh, the next month is a lot. New Orleans, Orlando at home, at San Antonio, Golden State at home, Milwaukee at home, at Indiana, Philadelphia at home, at the Clippers, at the Lakers. Lakers at home. That's that weird play the Lakers two times in a row thing I was talking about. At Golden State, at Portland, at New Orleans. By my count, that is 18 games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I can't count. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen games. Thirteen games. I lost track track of how many times I said five on my hand. <laughs> thirteen games. You know, um, I actually had a number in my head. Three and ten. Three and ten. So they really struggle after your great two and three start. They yeah, re- that the rails. Promising, yeah. Hey, they might actually make the playoffs. Nope. Uh, I'm just gonna look for gimme wins here. I think Orlando is a gimme win. Woof. And like like I Woof. said, Golden State earlier in the year is better because the, the entire dynamic between Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell is going to have to be figured out. So if you want to play them, play them now. Sure. And maybe there's some type of emotional hangover from the last few years of the, the, the fan base just showing up for the Golden State games just because it's Golden State. And then maybe the team can feed off that energy. I don't think those are going to be as fun anymore. They're not going to be as fun, but there, there still might be some energy there. It's not going to be die you snake Kevin Durant because he's obviously not there anymore but it's still Golden State it's still an old rival right Uh, 15 games in December not one on Christmas Day thank you yes at New Orleans Indiana at home Minnesota at home at Portland at Utah at Sacramento at Denver oh my god Chicago Memphis Phoenix at home it's like the NBA trying to make it up for him the next week The Clippers and Memphis at home, at Charlotte, at Toronto, Dallas at home to finish up. That's 15 games in December. Oh, my God. That is perfect. That is such a funny – I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that is murderer's row. You got at Portland, at Utah, at at Sacramento, at Denver. Yep. Uh, They're not winning one of those games. They might go two and – they might go two and one the next week. Chicago, Memphis, Phoenix – 
Um, they play Memphis again. They play on the road at Charlotte, and they're terrible. Um, Dallas is going to be pretty tough, but the Thunder seem to have good luck against them on New Year's Eve. So let's just say they win, I don't even know, let's say they win four or five games. Let's say five. Ooh, you're being positive. I like where your head's at. Because they also have Minnesota in there, and who the hell knows what Minnesota's doing this year either. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, they might be training for Chris Paul, if uh, Bill Simmons is correct. <laughs> uh, January has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 games in January. Uh, only seven of those are at home, so 10 road games. Uh, at San Antonio, at Cleveland, at Philadelphia, at Brooklyn. It's a tough stretch. Houston and the Lakers at home. That doesn't help. At Minnesota, Toronto at home, Miami at home, Portland at home, at Houston, at Orlando. That's the first team that I'm like, okay, yeah, they're, they're definitely worse than the Thunder. <laughs> Atlanta at home, at Minnesota, Dallas at home, at Sacramento, at Phoenix. If there are any Orlando fan, or Orlando Magic fans listening to this podcast, they're probably screaming, they, they made the playoffs! They don't exist. <laughs> they don't exist. Those aren't real people. Uh, so 10, 14, 17 games in January. Mm. You know, the only game I see on this schedule that I would give the Thunder a chance, Miami. Oh, were you like doing like the reverse jinx? No, I, I just, I don't, like, everybody knows I'm a Heat fan. I don't know what the Heat are planning on doing this year. I don't know how that whole thing's going to work. We have no idea how good Jimmy Butler is at this stage of his career as being the only guy on a team with a bunch of, eh, so who knows? I'm trying to be optimistic here. Miami, Atlanta the following week at home because Atlanta's still like on the up and up. They're not there yet. So maybe the Thunder can catch them on a good night. But Miami, Atlanta, Dallas, everything else is like loss, 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 loss. Because th- when's the last time the Thunder won on the road in Minnesota? Last year, Brady. But I mean consistently. Right. Uh, well, the good thing is the Russell Westbrook doesn't play on it anymore. And I think, you know, new mojo. People don't know that exists. Hey, see, and there's another factor. Really quick. Man, bless the Thunder's heart. They just tweeted out, it's good to be home. 22 weekend home games, New Year's Eve, and a holiday homestand. How nice. Gotta How se- nice. Got to sell it somehow. Uh, yeah. It is uh, definitely an uphill battle. I think the thing that the Thunder are going to benefit from, from this upcoming season is they will be one of those teams that people get rest against. Yeah. Like they'll be like, oh, we're going to start, we're going to sit down Mike Conley tonight. We're gonna sit down, Rodi Gobert tonight. This is gonna be Joel Embiid's not gonna play. This is gonna be a rest game, and maybe they sneak out a couple more wins every month from taking on a team that now are they resting Chris Paul and Danny Gallinari? Gosh, it's a different conversation. I'm not sure, um, but it's something to consider. All right, February has ten games in February. Obviously, All Star Weekend is uh, in that month. Cleveland, Detroit, Boston, San Antonio at home, at New Orleans, Denver at home, San Antonio at home, at Chicago, Sacramento at home. The Milwaukee. <sighs> Ten more games. Yeah. A lot of home games. Cleveland Only three. sucks. Cleveland does suck. <laughs> Only three road games on this one. Um, You know, like, at some point, like, even though I like I said earlier that, you know, this team is going to be better. I'm so sorry. What did you pick them in January? Um, I, I gave them three winnable games. Three and 14? So we'll say three and 14. Woof. Okay. Um. You know, even though I said earlier that the Thunder are going to be better earlier in the year because they're going to have the talent that we know that they have right now, the later on in the year, who knows? Injuries, resting, trading, who cares? But I think also at some point the younger guys, and 
you know, call me way too optimistic here. I do have some faith that the younger guys in Hamadou, Deontay, Darius Baisley, um, I do have some in Shea Gilgis Alexander. I have some faith that they'll be able to adopt kind of a a gritty like let's go out there and try and outwork this team. Like we're we're all athletic freaks. Let's just try and catch these guys on a bad night and outwork them. And if Chris Paul is gone by this time, I think that that's a fair thing to say that the Thunder could really rely on that. Which basically the whole point of this is this is the part of the year where I think they're going to start winning games that you would go into the saying they have no chance. They're going to get blown up by 20, and then the Thunder win. So you look at the schedule in February. They've got three road games. You said 10 games altogether. Mm-hmm. Let's just say they go um, six and four. Let's go. Winning record. That's six the first winning record in a month that you've predicted. Yeah, because at some point, because they play Boston and Oklahoma City, at some point the Thunder have to beat Boston and Oklahoma City. It has to happen. It's been a while. <laughs> it has to happen. Uh, March rolls around, and they have... 6, 10, 13, 14 games in the month of March. Uh, a lot of red. Clippers at home. Shout out Paul George. At Denver, at New York, at Boston. Utah at home. Minnesota at home. At Washington, at Memphis, at Atlanta. Denver at home. At Miami. Charlotte at home. At Golden State, at Denver. If Steven Adams is still on this team um, in March, which I kind of expect him to be, um, the Thunder are winning on the road at Atlanta. That was the worst game last year. Remember when the Thunder went to play the Hawks on the road? The Hawks scored like 150 points. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That just absolutely. Didn't the game before or the game after, like Oklahoma State play incredible? Was it the game before Atlanta? Yeah, I think. No, they played Washington at home and then just died. Right. Before our eyes. And at the time, it was just like, eh, you know what? This happens in the NBA. And then they won some game, and then they played Atlanta on the road and were terrible. And then the next night, I think they played the Lakers at home with no LeBron, and Lonzo and company went off. For sure. So um, I'll just say they'll definitely beat Atlanta. Other than that, yikes, a lot of red, like you said. Um, Minnesota win, Atlanta win, Memphis win. Maybe they get a um, a good back-to-back victory right there. Um, let's say, how many games did you say were in this month? 15. Um, let's say 3 and 12. <laughs> no, 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 no. 4 and 11, because I saw New York on there. I'm so sorry. It's 14. 1, 2, 3, 6, 10, 14. 14. I'm such a loser. I'm so, so bad 4 and at this 10. Math. No, it's okay. 4 and 10. Um, the listeners might be confused, but I think Chisholm is take, taking count. I am taking count. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. We will we will round this all I'm off. I'm going to give you end. a total record cuz you and I both have both said cuz the over under right now last time I saw it was 32 and a half for the Thunder. And you and I both gut reaction was like, "Ah, that's maybe a little too low. It's close, but maybe a little too low even for a team that's incredibly in flux going into the year." Right. Like, like that feels a little low. too low. And I think after looking at the schedule, we're both going to be way under cuz you realize, "Oh, there's just so many good teams in the NBA right now, especially in the West." Yeah, it's it's almost unfair. <laughs> right. Uh, so April rolls around. They have eight games in April. Phoenix at home, at the Clippers, at the Lakers, Brooklyn at home, New York at home, at Memphis, Utah at home, at Dallas. You got a few teams on here that are probably going to be resting. You got the Clippers and the Lakers on that road back-to-back. Or maybe they're fighting for playoff seating. Maybe they are, but until I see LeBron play a full 82-game season – like, he said he's engaged. He said whatever it was. Didn't uh, he say that playoff mode was engaged last year? He did say that. Oh, oh no. Never say things like that. Um, 
You also don't think maybe this is the point of the season where the Thunder pack it up and go home? Well, because think about it. Just in other years when we've had to talk about the Thunder losing to some bad teams later in the year, what do we usually say? Oh, the Thunder are coasting, and this team is this team is just lost all year, and now they're playing hard, and they're taking advantage of a team that's coasting. So the Thunder, like maybe even in March, March and April, they're going to be able to take advantage of teams that are resting, taking advantage of players that are just tired of the regular season, and just like, let's get to the friggin' postseason. The Thunder are going to win some games because even without Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari and whoever else they end up having to ship off, they're still loaded with athleticism and some promising talent. So let's say they won two, three, four, five, eight. six, eight games. Let's say they go six and two. I don't Whoa. know. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know why. Whoa. I know why because I just kind of explained it, but I don't know how <laughs> exactly. I'm adding up your total. Oh, God. You think the Thunder are going to win 46 games? <laughs> you have the Thunder going 52 and 30. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. 1923. You have them going 29. Oh, wow. And 53. One second. I'm going to double check to make sure I, though, I have the right total number of games. Well, I mean, that's kind of in line with what Vegas thinks, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. Maybe we are being a little, maybe I'm being a little too harsh on their schedule just looking at it from a macro scale. But Yep. 50, 29 and 53. I was also playing the game simultaneously, and I went 30 and 52. Okay. And basically, every month I picked, okay, I think they're going to win. That's a give me and that's a give me. Yeah. And I said they'll win two more than I'm totally not expecting. Mm -hmm. And that's basically how I played the game. I mean, fair enough. I mean, again, it's <laughs> we've got a long time. We, we've got a about a month until media day starts. So, so much can change between now and then. And then so much can change after media day going into game one. Who knows? Yeah. Like, this is all just fun content for you guys to gobble up and enjoy. Yeah, um, but again, this is, I was so like, oh, 32 and a half, I really think I put money in the over. I really mm -hmm. think I would, I really think I would, I really think I would. And just now, I was having to give them games I didn't think they could actually win. Yeah. A total of 14 of them to get them to 30. <laughs> so maybe I don't like the over. There's just so many good teams in the NBA It's right so now. odd because I don't like the, I, I don't, I don't like the under when I look at that number because we know the talent. And then when we go through the schedule, it, it's it's incredible. You're right. It's like, yeah, maybe maybe we should like the under. But it's funny because like the whole and I'll I'll go into more detail as we get closer into um, basketball season. Um, <laughs> I'm calling this entire the the angle I'm taking this year for the coverage for the Thunder. It's the chase for 38. I think they can win 38 games. I look at the schedule. I don't know how. But I think they wow. have the talent to, and it also has a nice little ring to it. It does, and I want Thunder fans to be excited for good, something. Good hashtag branding. Uh, <laughs> I guess the reason why I think this is so much different than last year, and I'm just trying to decide why why I'm struggling so much with these win totals, is that going into the year, there's way less teams that were just like, oh yeah, they're tanking. Like going into last year, there was like seven teams that like they're trying to go 0 and 82. Like if they had a choice, they would not win a single game. Now they play Washington in the second game of the year. That's one of those teams that's tanking. I don't think they play another, like, actual tanking team until Ch Chicago, December 16th, even though they spent a ton of money this summer. So I don't know if they're actually trying to tank. Memphis, December 18th is probably the next one. Yeah. They go almost two full months without playing another team that's, like, outright tanking, where in years past, like, every fourth game was a tanking team these past few years. And that's just not the case anymore. There's a lot of teams that have kind of pushed their chips to the center table. Maybe not trying to win a title, but, like, 
We don't want to go 10 and 72. We're trying to win 41 games. Like there's a lot of those teams now. Yeah. Um you can only play the sad thing for the Thunder is is they're not in the East. They don't get to play all those bad teams more you know multiple times and pad their schedule, but again, I don't even know if it's necessarily a bad thing because you know, depending on your thoughts as a Thunder fan, you can just really go into the season with, you know, house money. If they win the game, cool. Your team won. The visceral short-term version of yourself is going to be happy. They lose, you're going to be bummed. But, you know, three or four months into the year and you look at, like, how everything's kind of falling into place, and you then you can kind of look at their win-loss record and go, oh, we're in business for a good lottery pick now. Like, here comes the rebuild. Sure. And um, Chris Paul was just traded for two more first-round picks. So... And here's here I'm gonna prove my point. I, I I don't think Phoenix I think Phoenix is tanking. They just don't know it yet. But I think going into the year they're gonna be trying to win games. Dallas is obviously trying to win games. New Orleans is trying to win games. Memphis is a tanking team. Hopefully, one of those games they play the Thunder, they wear the Vancouver Grizzlies. Okay, so the West has one team that's like outright like we're trying to we're trying to lose. Yeah, and they're gonna be playing John Morant and Triple J a whole lot, and they'll be fun. New York and their 47 power forwards. Those guys will play hard. Yeah, so like they're not trying hard, to lose. Yeah, they'll be a gritty team, but they're they're just not going to be good. Emmanuel Mudiay <laughs> is going to put up 12, 12, and 11. <laughs> like, I mean, whatever. So, I mean, I don't even know if I... Cleveland, playing the weirdest backcourt to ever exist with two tiny, tiny point guards. Uh, Cleveland, I don't think Chicago's tanking. I don't think Atlanta's really tanking anymore, but I'll put Atlanta in there. And Washington, I think there's only 14... Oh, Charlotte. Yeah, I forgot about Charlotte. There's only five teams right now that I would say, like, yeah, they are probably Charlotte, too. They're spending a lot of money, so I'm sure they don't want to shout out to uh, Terry Rozier for getting paid. Third string point guard, man. Third string Do you point think guard. the Thunder are better than the Knicks right now? Um, Like their roster. I know what the Knicks are. I really don't have the Thunder face. roster plays A2 games. The Knicks play A2 games. No trades, no injuries. Oh, the Thunder. Okay. The Cleveland Cavaliers. The Thunder. Chicago Bulls. I, I Maybe Chicago. If, if some of those guys make leaps, and like I'm not just saying this because you're here, but if some of those guys make the leaps that I think that they're going well, to they, make. They, they, they got a couple free agents who was like, oh, they're not superstars, but they're above average guys. Yeah. Like Thaddeus Young, Thomas Adoransky, like they got guys. Those are good guys that if, you have, if you're a, good te- a fan of a good team and you have a Thaddeus Young, you're happy. Yeah, and they have a six-seven point guard who can't shoot, so that'll work out well. <laughs> um, so not Chicago, Atlanta, no. Washington, yes. Miami, no. Charlotte, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Detroit, <laughs> um, man, that's a tough one. Uh, no trades, no nothing. Uh, the Thunder are better. The Detroit, really. I really like Blake Derek Griffin. Derrick Rose does nothing for me. I love Blake Griffin. I think Blake Griffin was so good last year, and he was just such a bad team that no one knew it. Get him out of Detroit, guys. Come on, NBA. Uh, Orlando. Um, if, uh, what's his name? Oh, man. Oh, first-round draft pick. Number one overall pick. Mo Bamba? Not Mo Bamba. Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz. If Karan Saw Butler, a video of him shooting. If Karan Butler is speaking truth on NBA TV about he's he's fine now, he's made the necessary leap, if he's good, then Orlando's going to be interesting. Did you see the Markel Fultz workout video that got leaked a few days ago? I did. You notice it was only like three <laughs> jump shots? Like it wasn't a 20-minute video. It was like 40 seconds. Oh, it was just a, it was just a story. 
story video. Yeah, yeah like they're, was, only, they're only so long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm noticing that there's not a whole lot here. Uh, so you basically saying that there's five teams that are absolutely worse in the East as far as a roster goes right now. Yeah. Uh, let's do the West because I th- I think that there might be a little bit of a because the East isn't they're East. not as bad as they used to be. No, 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 no. Phoenix, the Thunder are better. Dallas, the Thunder are not better. The Pelicans. Um, they're better right now. Okay. Uh, the Grizz. They're better right now. Timberwolves. They're better right now. <laughs> Man, you sound like you want to throw up just then. I just I. I'm Sacramento. Gonna... They're not better. Clippers. <laughs> Lakers. <laughs> okay. San Antonio Spurs. Utah. And Houston. Portland. We're done here. <laughs> yeah. So four teams that are worse than the Thunder right now. Five teams that are worse in the East. I think it's. I mean, it's comparable. I think they'd be kind of in the same situation that they're in the East. Yeah, yeah. I. I mean, I think you just have a higher probability of winning those games that you're not supposed to win. But of course, you're going to lose games that you're you don't expect to. Either right. Eighty-two games. It's going to happen. And if you're a Thunder fan and you just want them, they're going to gonna lose to Cleveland at home. It's going to happen. And then they'll be, you know, the Rockets on the road. And then Russell will. I mean, bless the Houston media's heart. He will be in the locker room. Oh gosh, I can't even imagine. Three hours before he takes a shower. (laughs) Oh God! Not only did he lose to his former team, he lost to Chris Paul. I was just thinking about the fact that because first off, the return game January 9th, Like obviously, we're gonna have to be there. If the Rockets lose that game. (laughs) I would be so angry. <laughs> we will have to wait on him. I'm sorry, Thunder fans. I'm actively rooting against you on one game. I'm sorry for four hours. Like he would just, he would just would never do media availability. But we'd have to wait on him. I know. I re, yeah, I agree with you. I think I'm, I'm rooting for Houston to win that game. Uh, 29 wins for you, 30 wins for me, and again, I made up 14 of them. So there you go. That's what we think for this upcoming Thunder season. Uh, as far as uh, any other schedule news and notes you want to get to before we get out of here? Well, I just wanted to actually get your thoughts on this because we talked about Russell. I have coming no thoughts. Uh, <laughs> um, Paul George coming back. Of course, that's uh, December 22nd. People are going to cheer for him. You know, I... People are going to cheer for him. I, I want to believe so. People, like for whatever reason, have no ill will. At least people I've talked to have no ill will. Yeah, because here, here's the case for Paul George cheering for him. He chose to stay here. He is the first big-time NBA player um, that wasn't that had no history with the Thunder other than that year that he had played with. When everybody thought he was going to the Lakers, he is the first player to decide, I want to stay here. Ultimately, we know how that movie ended. But for a time, he made everybody that said, oh, so-and-so doesn't ever want to play in a town like Oklahoma City. Like These guys want to play in L.A. He made all those people look foolish for a summer and, and a year. Right. So Thunder fans should always be appreciative of that from Paul George. And Paul had... I don't think Carmelo Anthony, by the way, gets enough credit for waving a no-trade clause. Exactly. I, I said that all last year. I mean, that I feel like people forget that, but you know, we did our job. Um, with Paul George, he then went on to have the best year of his career. He was in the MVP conversation. He finished third. Um, it was, until he got hurt, it was a season that kind of reminded me of... Um, the Russ KD days of like just in terms of them winning like so many games like at a certain pace had a lot of those similar feelings and then of course he asked for a trade and it sets up the th- in doing so sets up the Thunder to at least have some hope moving moving forward now fans are going to boo there are going to be some fans that boo I just hope it's not something like a chorus of boos um, just because I mean Paul's just 
yeah, he ruined the Thunder short term, but he at least left the door open for something long term. Yeah, I think he's gonna get booed. I mean, I'm sorry, I think he's gonna get cheered. I think people like feel like they did him, like he did them a favor, which I don't know if I was a fan of this team, that's how I would interpret that. But I feel like that's what people's reaction is. Yes, if if he did them a favor, it kind of indirectly shows how subpar you are. That you have to hope that a player does a favor for you, which this is player empowerment era. Players are not doing favors for front offices. Nor should they. But I think players, I think some players kind of understand that um, your brand is not necessarily the amount of money you can make. It's not you as a basketball player and all the endorsements you have. But a lot of that is public persona and public appeal and Paul's a guy who greatly cares um and I don't mean this in an insulting way he's a guy who greatly cares about how he's um how he interacts with the media how the fans treat him how the media treats him because he gives us the time of day he's an agreeable person so you've got absolutely 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 you've got to think that um that plays into his personality at some point and from the end result that we've seen it kind of matches in line with that sure sure all right uh, anything else from you? I guess one more thing. Did you see the SB Nation collapse video on the Thunder? No. You remember I showed you the collapse video on the Chicago Bulls from the 90s, and you're like, why the hell did you show me this? Yeah. So they did one on the- Because you were just making fun of me, which isn't fun. <laughs> so they, they did one on the Thunder, and it, it goes through everything that we all know by this point. It's all well documented. There was nothing really like new. They did a good job of like saying- they didn't give James Harden the extra money, but then they, they also didn't see that this salary cap spike was going to happen that would have made it less painful, and that salary cap spike not only screwed them with James, but it also screwed them with, with, Kevin. Kevin, with Kevin. Sure. So they were fair in like kind of placating both sides. But my thing is, I think it's a little too soon to say that the Thunder have collapsed because like the Bulls thing, they've done one on the Knicks recently. Like. Wait, t- t- whoa, whoa, whoa. The Knicks, that insinuates that they were ever a thing. Well, they went you to can't the, collapse. The, they went to a finals in 2000, and the, yes, there was no... 2000? You mean like the... 99. Yeah, I was say, in the yeah. 90s. Um, yeah, they went to a finals in NBA in a shortened year um, as an eight seed, lost to the Spurs, but they did a collapse video on them. Those those examples, and I'm sorry about the Bulls, those make sense because years have passed, and and front office officials have passed, players have passed, Draft halls have passed to show that those early decisions that ultimately destroyed what was once a team and a championship-level team, those decisions ended up being wrong and, and failures. Like The Thunder story is still being written. Now, the whole first era of Thunder basketball, that whole romanticized feeling, yes, that has ended. But the Thunder could come come out of this in three to five years and be a title contender for all we know. Sure, I and, did, it, and if and if that happens, then that collapse video is going to age like milk. I don't think so. I don't. I, they could be a title contender in two years. I think the chapter of the Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kevin Durant stuff is over. And like that. Oh, of course, yeah. That just that's just those three players make that era so significant that even if they trade Russell Westbrook for Paul George for guys that immediately made them contenders again, it would still feel like the end of an era on some level. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's, collapse is probably the wrong word, but it just feels like the closing of a chat, like a closing of a book almost. Not, a chapter undersells it. I think it feels like the closing of a book, and now we're writing the sequel. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know that's another good little descriptor to use because, like, the fingerprints of Paul George, you know, they come from that KD Russ Harden era, Serge Ibaka. He was a part of that era. Paul George is a part of that connection. Eric Maynard. and now he Randy he, Foy, and now he is a bridge to the future with the draft. Holder. Randy Foy. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, he played for the Thunder for a minute. Um, I like yeah. bringing up random Thunder players so people forget. Lazar Hayward. Do you see Hashim to Beats trying to make a comeback? I did see that. How's that going to go? Um, Can he shoot? No. Well, it's not going to go well. <laughs> no, he can't shoot. Join the front office, man. Get into the front office. Be I like need to. Nazi Muhammad. He's, you know, he works He's doing front office. Oh, you're saying Hashim to Beats should join the front office? Yeah. I mean, you should, too, because you're smart. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I do not need to be in front office. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I don't understand why he wouldn't be like a, a defensive big man coach. Like, go teach yeah. how to play defense Yeah, I mean, as a big man. I would assume it's probably hard for players once they get to that point in their career, and Hashim Thabit is well beyond that point. But that point where you can – like where Kendrick Perkins has been the last few years, where you feel like you can still give something to the game physically – but other teams, like most teams, will disagree with you, and you're kind of left in this purgatory of, well, should I get join the media? Should I join a front office? Should I try to be a coach? Right. A scout? I just don't understand why, like, the, like Hashim beats a great example. Like, he's a name that people recognize, but he, like, isn't exactly people are beating down the doors. Like, why those guys don't just go put on, like, the Hashim beat camps and some rich Edmund families pay an insane amount of money to have their son come work out with Hashim for two hours. Yeah. Or That's what I would do. I would assume he could probably go to China and make a pretty penny and dominate. Absolutely. <laughs> I think I'd rather play in the Euro League, though. I, just, I think I'd rather live in a European city even well, if paid less. I think the European leagues are probably the, the comp. Like, I don't know how good Thabit is anymore. I mean, Euro League is pretty good competition nowadays. China, think, you could probably get away with being. I mean, what? G- not Jimmy Butler. Amari Stoudemire was the MVP last year. So. Jimmy Fredette has like owned the Chinese basketball league. Yes. And he's he's not good at his NBA job. One Thunder, play, one thunder player that's going to be owning the China, China League in five years is currently on the roster. Oh, um, Raymond Felton. No, he's not on the roster. He's not on the roster. Oh, man, this is tough. This is tough. Um, Nerland's Noel. Okay. I don't think he's long. I can see the, that. Long for this world in the NBA. I and I love him that. to death. He's he's fun to cover. Very quiet. Yeah. I was not prepared for how, like how like because he's such a large human. But you expect big guys to have like big booming loud voices, and he is so soft spoken. Very soft spoken. Very soft spoken. Really shy, but he always gives gives really good answers. So yeah. I appreciate that from him. Thank you, Nerlens. We appreciate you. Just like we appreciate all the listeners who are listening to the OKCA2 podcast, man. We yeah. uh we appreciate you guys hanging out with us all summer. We're almost there. It's like right around the corner. Just a few more months, years. It feels like years. Yeah, Madison texted me today and said, do you know when Media Day is going to be? I need to schedule it. And I was like, well, they usually put it out like two weeks before. And I'm like, we're almost there. We're almost to almost being there. Right. We're almost Two there. years away from being two years away. Oh, what was that kid? Bruno Cavocolo? Yep. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Thunder fans. <laughs> That's going to be your life now? Congratulations. All right, this is the OKC82 Podcast. Madison and Brady will be back on Wednesday, so make sure you uh, – Tune in and listen to them as well as the Thunder's Insi- Thunder Insider Show from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. every Saturday with Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Brady Trantham, and Madison Morris. Uh, that will also end up in this feed eventually, but you can listen to it live on 107.7 The Franchise uh, in Oklahoma City, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. But until next time, see you later, guys. See you. Listen to Brady Trantham Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. Follow him on Twitter at Brady Does Sports. Subscribe, rate, and review all the podcasts in the Franchise Podcast Network. The Sam Mays Podcast, All In, Inside OU, OKC82, and Intimate with TV's Jerry can be found in all the places you listen to your podcasts. Seriously, just subscribe. You don't even have to listen.